that performance, I almost... Uh, that performance, I almost felt like how I felt after Bruin 2016, where I was like, I knew we didn't place. So like, that's how bad it was. This is the Bhangra Podcast. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of the Bhangra Podcast. Today is the second episode of a two-part series about Fertile's Shukin's history. The first episode, which you absolutely should listen to before listening to this episode, covers how... Start of the team all the way to them failing the place at Bruin 2016. This episode is really going to cover the transition from the old Fortile to the new Fortile Shaquin that most people associate with today. It's going to cover the struggle to transition team with such a strong history, how they had some hiccups along the way, and the start of their academy, Detroit Folk Arts. We started the second part with introductions from Sav and Surya. Also, some notes. Six is Pangara in the Six, which happens in the fall, and BBC is Boston Pangara competition, which also happens in the fall. As always, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Discord at the Pangara Pod, and most importantly, subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I can go ahead and start here. So I started Pangara, I started dancing, um, so my person actually, so I started actually getting into Pangara back in like the early 2000s, I would go to this competition called Pangara Fusion in Detroit, Michigan, uh, Sumpreet and Sims mentioned that a couple times, um, and I would go and watch teams like MBT, the Michigan Pangara team, Panjadaryama Dishan, I'd watch these teams, I would actually see teams like VCU, uh, NYPD, Nachdeyarpindavde, I would see these teams come there, and I was really like, I thought it was so awesome. And I was like, when I go to college, when I go to U of M, I'm going to do Pangara. Kind of when I went, started going to high school, actually, I started getting more away from Indian culture. So when I went to college, I was very hesitant to uh, join a Pangara team. So I uh, joined MBT in 2000, but I was convinced by my parents. My parents ended up being like, you need to do something in college other than play video games with your friends. You need to actually like do some type of activity. So I joined MBT, uh, in 2012, I was on the team for four years, and after I graduated college, um, I didn't feel satisfied with my Bhangra career, right? So, like, uh, I didn't feel like I was, I did everything that I could possibly do, and I wanted to do more. I was really hungry to do more. I didn't really realize I had that there was an opportunity to keep dancing until Bobby, I was close friends with him in college, like, very close with him, and he came up to me and said, he's like, Sab, you want to keep dancing? You know, there's this team out there. Um, I talked to a lot of the OG guys, like uh, I talked to Sims, talked to Sahil, um, and I ended up joining for the summer of 2016 uh, after after graduating college. Um, and I couldn't be happier that these guys allowed me to join the team and welcomed me uh, on, on the squad. I joined around the same time as Saab. Um, I'm sure they can get, Sims and Sumpreet can get more into like the transition period of when they had those tryouts and everything, but um, I... I was pretty much a, like just kind of a Fertile fan for like a couple of years. I started dancing on this academy, uh, academy team called MDAA with a couple of my friends, um, a couple of like the core dancers right now, me, uh, Dhruva, Amal, uh, Rishi, Raj, uh, Jasmeet, I could, you know, a couple of those guys. And for the longest time, we were the group of kids who were really passionate, but really didn't have anything else to do other than gigs and like, you know the occasional um, ISA show, occasional talent show at a temple, right? 
the whole process from going to MDA to for Thiele, it was kind of like, you know, for the longest time, like, MDA was kind of like, I would, you know, you could kind of say RVD's, like, junior team. Not really. It was, it was a separate thing, right? But, um... So, you know, we were kind of also in the process of joining RVD, some of us. And when, when the Fertile trials happened, a few, few of us went to RVD, like, you know, just Noor, Boltage, um, and then the rest of us tried out. So, I, you know, it always makes me think about, like, you know, how, how it could have been different if, if something would have happened earlier, Simran, you know. You know, we could have as easily been on RVD and, you know, this whole revival of Fertile might not have happened, you know. And it was really interesting because as we joined the team, um, we came in thinking that like, oh, we re- probably won't have a shot to dance. We got all these like crazy, insane dancers like Sims, you know, Bobby, Ud, and all these guys that we look up to. There's no way we're going to be able to dance on stage with them. And our first um, comp that we kind of got the opportunity to dance at was, was 6, 2016. And I remember in the group chat, they said like, uh, we'll be taking two of you guys. And then all of us are like, yo, <laughs> yo, none of us are dancing. If anyone, maybe like, maybe Dhruva and Amal, because they were probably the best out of them. And I think, I think they were the ones who got chosen. But, and then we come to, we come to the next practice after they say that two thing. And then we hear, yeah, so everyone dropped, all you guys are dancing. (laughs) So then, so then I remember me and Dhruva had a conversation that night. We're like, so we joined for Thiele, right? But but no, we're for Thiele. <laughs> so are we, are we even on a good team or has nothing changed? <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> because it's like that first six, that first six roster was literally, it was 50% us young guys, never seen a real stage before. And then 50% these OGs who were just barely hanging in. Cause you know, they had all that, that upset at Bruin and everything. And the, you know, the mentality was down and it was just a really, really interesting period, you know, joining the team and, at the end of the day, like, it, w- it, w- it was really kind of a dream come true, to be honest, because a lot of people, they'll just join a team for fun. They'll just join, like, you know, because they have nothing else mm-hmm. to do. Like, I joined after being a fanboy of Fertile, after knowing every dancer, like, fucking <laughs> baseball cards. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just that process was just amazing, being able to do that. Uh, I think we were all trying to just find ourselves and find the team at that time. Uh, we kind of came into that competition... We set the bar low for ourselves at that competition. To be honest with you, we didn't come in there um, being like, we're going to win this comp, like thinking strategically how we're going to place. It was more of a, let's get our feet wet with this new squad and see how it goes. Yeah, I think, I mean, like they were talking about it earlier with like, you know, that beginning period of just trying to get on stage. And I feel like a lot of the things that they went through in their beginning period was exactly what I went through. Like, there was not a really a thought in my mind of like, oh, I got to win. I got to place. I was just like, I better not fuck up. <laughs> I, better, I better do what I need to do and stay clean. I'm, I'm just excited to get this opportunity. And but but after that first performance, it was like, that's kind of when it clicked. The, the best part about this was I think everyone was just like hungry. So like they were willing to step in and put in the work for this next comp that came. That was kind of like our trial comp. You know what, let's see what we can do at BBC. And I think the mentality shift kind of changed there. We went to BBC to win. It was so quick how the vibe changed. And the vibe did shift dramatically going into BBC. At BBC, Furtile was able to get a third place finish with a squad that was extremely young. Some of them were still in middle school at the time. But after they tasted that first placing, that kick in the gear ramped up even faster for NDC, also known as Nutch de Cleveland. 
Proud NDC, though, they go to scope out their competition at Buckeye Mela, which took place in January of 2017 at Ohio State University. So, who else? Surya, I think Sanjot, who else? Who else? Raj? Dhruva. I think that was the car ride. We all went to Buckeye. To just watch. Yeah. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. And the reason we went was because we wanted to kind of just get some like motivation and fire. I think that going to that competition, and I, I'm going to be real serious here. We wanted to see RVD. Okay, like we wanted to watch them. We wanted to watch them. We wanted to see like, okay, what's our competition like? You know, we were competing against them at NDC two weeks later. Um, and then in addition to that, um, we were competing them again, competing against them again at Circle City. It was kind of like my first exposure to the community in the circuit, right? Like, I, I remember that, like, you introduced me to Rom. I met Thedris for the first the stairwell, time. Stairwell, I remember. I, I, yeah, and I remember I had a conversation with Rom, and he was just telling me about, like, just... So at Struge in 2016, I had finished performing with First Class Pangada. Thedris, our dole player, comes up to me and says, Hey, there's some Fertile guys that want to talk to you, uh, specifically about FCB. I, uh, I go out into the hallway by the stairwell. There's four Fertile guys. It looks like four high school kids. The Fertile Mutant Ninja Turtles. And we start talking. We talk about culture. We talk about formations. We talk about choreography. We talk about mixing. A whole gamut of topics in relation to how do you drive a successful team. You know, there's some perspectives from me on what it's like to dance on first class and there's perspectives from them on what it's like to be on Fatile. And one of the things I'll take away from that conversation is not so much that it was helpful or not, I hope it was, but that it showed that these guys were serious and there was an intent to be successful. And I look at the team and I look at how successful they've been recently and I can't help but say that I'm not surprised because in that moment, and in that conversation, um, I felt like they were shifting from a team that wanted to be successful to a team that wanted to be for delay. And a byproduct of that is success. Yeah, I was talking to them and like, it was just like, you know, little small things like that. Getting to know the captain of FC or one of the captains of FCB, seeing all these teams getting ready, like, because um, like six and like BBC were comps, but like, but, you know, Buckeye is different. Buckeye is a very like, it's kind of like that that very good example of a collegiate type comp vibe and like just seeing everyone bringing it and seeing how how much we all had to improve individually as dancers because you know at that comp you, you not only we, we didn't just see RVD but we saw like a lot of good dancers killing it and like you know those small experiences seeing really nasty dancers it helps you moving forward like you won't even realize it but yeah I mean, it was a fun weekend yeah, and, and RVD had a great performance there. Like, they were they were nasty. So that was another thing. Like, it wasn't just, like, us competing against the circuit. It's, like, us having kids our age. Like, you know, Sonny, Bob, him with all these guys. that You know, I, I already knew they were my peers. But it's, like, in these next couple months, I have to catch up to them. I have to make sure I'm at the same level. And, like, RVD at that comp, they showed, they kind of proved that they were also on that uphill. Because that was one of, you know, probably one of their best performances at the time. And it really motivated me. It's like, yo, if I'm already behind and these guys are getting better, why the hell am I not working, like, doing everything I can to improve right now? Right? So, friendly competition is, it's really important. <laughs> it really is. 
after BBC, uh, it was the second year NDC was running. This now we're in February of 2017, January, February 2017. We had a really when Sims talks about that shift and um, Surya were talking about the shift for BBC, it ramped up even more. Like everybody was like pressure was on. Everybody was gunning for us at that time, dude. Like everybody, MBT. Oh my god, dude. MBT was like, we're gonna beat you at NDC. I'm like, what the? F-? And that's my old team. I knew every. I trained a majority of those dancers on that. Yeah, team. that was my sister coming team. and saying <laughs> Yeah, and like, like like Mega was on that team. His, that was his Surya sister's team. Like everyone was, because everyone kind of. I think honestly, people were like, okay, no more for Thiele. It's in. It's our time. Um, leading up to that comp, I think Sims got really sick. We had another dancer get really sick, and then I also ruptured my Achilles tendon the two weeks before the comp. So there was a lot of shit going on, and think about those three things happening with the amount of pressure that we're putting on ourselves. Right, so there's like a, I think it's the first time that like everyone really felt pressure. Luckily, I mean, this is where, this is where we really relied on the OGs. Like up until that point, we weren't like, a lot of us, we weren't too reliant on the OGs other than the, like, other than like Sims, Aren, Saihol, Bobby, and I think Sukaraj as well. But this is where like Sunfreeth came in, learned the set two weeks before Harmon. Harmon Sidhu came in, learned the set like two weeks before and they come in and like uh, learn all this stuff. And it's like, it was a very high pressure scenario and situation. And I think of NDC as like, dude, that was one of our, for the new generations, one of our weakest points. You had Sims not dancing. I'm not dancing. Um, one of our key group, key new guys wasn't dancing. And I think it just showed the resiliency of the team and the resil- resiliency of Fertile that even though all that shit happened, we still were able to pull off a second place and be in this discussion for first place like it wasn't like it wasn't like Buckeye blew us out of the water right at that competition it was like came down to a matter of like nothing like a de- deliberation on top of all the roster issues they had prior to NDC they also had a bit of a divide when it came to team chemistry I feel like NDC was actually a very like important comp when it comes to like the team chemistry um because like when we first started, like, there was a clear divide between the older guys and the younger guys. Like, we danced. When it came to practice, we danced. We did everything together. It was good vibes. But when practice was over, you know, we talked, they talked. It was just, it was very different because, you know, like, like as we said, like, it's it's very different experience, like, becoming friends with people after you're on the team than becoming, like, a team with people you're already friends with, right? Um, so, like, NDC, I think, was probably the first comp where there was kind of that mesh between the younger guys and the older guys. You know, first of all, there was a lot of people that came, like Sunbreath coming in last minute, I'm getting to know him. Harmon coming in last minute, I'm getting to know him. It was kind of the first experience we all had being one team, I feel like, especially as a new kid. I felt like at that point we were kind of more more of like a family rather than just like, you know, the older guys teaching the younger guys. After a solid second place, at NDC, the team is foaming at the mouth for a true first place finish going into Circle City. Now, Circle City is probably their most famous competition within the team's own folklore. They often contrast current practices to Circle City and how that was the pinnacle of their efficacy as a team. Going up against NJ and with the win at their back off a second place finish and the hunger from the newer generation of Fortile, they had momentum and drive going in. Yeah, Ooh, everyone's That's favorite. One of the best yeah. cop experiences. I, I I can tell you, I can describe the whole vibe 
through one one Instagram post. Go to Arun's Insta. Go to like around that Circle City time. You know exactly. <laughs> well, just jamming out on side stage. I, it's like a post where he's side. It's someone's recording. So I think Dumman was recording side stage or something like that. Dumman's recording side stage. I'm like, like I'm doing the share in the front, and then everyone's just vibing in the back. Like it's like everyone's side on the sides of stage, yeah. and they're just like bumping, and it's like bumping to the mix, and it was like, it was the exact vibe of that cop. Like that describes like that experience right there. But the best part about Circle, I think, like the way to describe it also is just preparedness, right? Like we, although like we found a system, like Sims was saying, like we we developed a system at that at this point with practices and everything, there was a kind of, like, another, like, mentality switch for Circle when all of us just really wanted to win. Like, it was it was one day we all walked into practice and you could feel it in the air. Like, literally, we all just really wanted to win. Friday night after Mixer. So, <laughs> I was just watching this run through. Friday night, everyone's going ham. Like, we have, like, 10 minutes in this room and everyone's going hard, like, very hard. Like, it was, you could feel the hunger and the heat from outside the room. I remember, like, the liaison tried to stop us, like, or the comp director tried to stop, like, cut the music while we were doing the run-through, and we just kept going. Like, we completely ignored her, and then one of the coolest moments was there was another team outside, right, who was watching us. It was NJ. And it, it was, it was NJ. And yeah. we could kind of, we could kind of tell the vibe that we were giving off at that comp, because we could feel, like, we could feel their reaction to what our final run-through was. And that was just a really cool moment. We again, that's another thing that we always compare to, um, is that is that mo- like that final run through right before the comp. Bro, that video, that video is legendary. You see this, you see this like comp director chick walk in. If you watch that video, you'll see like some of us look like look left and right when she said that, and then you see Saab like yelling on the top of his lungs, "Do not stop! Do not stop! Don't stop dancing! No matter what you do, do not stop dancing!" <laughs> and then she just quietly leaves the room. <laughs> because of all that preparedness, we walked into that comp knowing exactly what we were doing. And we had that that chill vibe throughout to the point that when we were all on stage seconds away from getting on, we were just vibing, like worry-free. I'm going to just take you guys through this, this, this competition. So NJ performs. We watched majority of the teams. Uh, NJ performed, and we were all sitting together as a team. Like when we were watching them, right? Like a lot of people have this have this mentality that I don't want to watch other teams before I go, out, go on stage. It's going to psych me out. But... When we all watched NJ, and they killed it, like, they were good, solid, it's, it's freaking nuts to you on you, right? But when we were watching them, it was like, everything they did well, we knew we were gonna do something better. And it, 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 it was just like, it was just like, I'm watching this, and I'm waiting to see what parts they snap on, and if they snap on Fumnia, oh, I'm gonna hit that Fumnia way harder, just that kind of thing, and I feel like that mentality is really important. I, I always try to watch every team before I compete. Unless, like, you know, the comp doesn't let me, but I just like to know what I'm fighting for. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of, like, that competition really taught me that. We went in. We watched that performance. We all got up because we were right after intermission. And so Angie performed. Intermission happens. We all get up. And then we go downstairs into this, like, dance studio room. And we start doing this, like, 50% run. But everyone is just fucking ah. vibing at this time. Like, it's like this 50% run, and we're in this dance room. We were all fully dressed, and, like, I just remember, like, it's indescribable. How, it's like, it's a confidence that a team has 
when they know they're about to rip it. And I remember the OGs came or any of our family members that came, they were watching us on the side and maybe even a couple teams before I think they were going to go on stage within the lineup as well. And I remember that like whatever anybody was doing in that room who wasn't a dancer, they were looking at us and just like, whoa, like it's like the calm before the storm. It was crazy. It was like these guys are about to snap. Um, In that team huddle, the thing we said is this team, like one of the, like, the things that we said was like, this team, we're about to show the whole fucking world what we're about. Nobody can take that away from us. We are for okay? We are for We want to show the whole fucking circuit. Not just in it. The whole fucking circuit. Who the fuck we are. What time is it? Game time! 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 It was like, it was like a, it was like the whole, you could see, and it was such a beautiful picture because you could see all the OGs, all the young guys, everybody together, like in one group, ready to just do it as a team and as a unit. If you actually go back and watch the video, you can see Rom, like you can see Rom's live reactions of him reacting to the set. And you can see him like at the end of the set, look to one of the judges and like say something like, quote, like, damn. One of the things about being an audience member and being a judge is that you come in with some level of expectations. One of the craziest things about Circle is when I reflect on it, I walked in as an audience member with the expectation that Nachli Giovanni was going to win first place. And then all the other placings would go as they would go. And then when the competition ended, I remember looking over at Lavesh, another judge, and Lavesh looked at me. And we both almost simultaneously just said, oh shit, Najdi had lost and Fortile had won. It was one of those moments where you look around and we pulled the other judges while walking down the stairs to the deliberation and no one else had it going any other way. And what's so surprising in moments like that is that when your expectations not only are broken, but everyone believes the same thing, and you kind of subvert what is the destiny or what is supposed to be the destiny of that competition, it's truly a crazy moment. And that speaks volumes to the Fertile set that was brought to Circle City that night. And that was kind of like that level of confidence. So um, it, it was I, it, it was the moment that I have, I have never felt that proud of being part of a team in my life until that moment, being part of something. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself here. And after the comp, and Surya, since you guys can come in here, I actually knew right after the performance, because I I watched it side stage and watched the video right afterwards, I knew we'd won. Like, it, was, uh, it wasn't, like, really too much of a question for me. I was like, this is, there's no way we can't win. You know me, I'm, like, freaking out, like, per usual. Sims is always... Sims has this, like, oh. notorious thing that, like, they'll call third, and then they'll call second, and usually, like, Sims will always be, like, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. It could be anyone. It could be anybody. It could be anybody. So then, <laughs> so yeah, obviously he's saying the same thing at Circle, but so so placings happen. We get announced first place. It was probably, dude. I mean, there's pictures of our reaction. It's pretty fucking crazy. Like our reaction is pretty nuts.
one of the cool things to see was a lot of the OG parents. Like I remember Sims, your parents were there. And yeah, see, dude, they surprised me. That was the first yeah. time I placed or won in front of my parents. Actually, no. They funny thing. So they came, they watched, but they left before the award ceremony. But I still, I still, I still count that as like, and 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 the reason why they actually had left is because they're like, they feel like whenever they come, like we don't win. So they were like, they didn't want to jinx it, and but we won. So uh, <laughs> it was kind of funny. After an amazing win at Circle City, the team was on a high. But the crash from that high came down hard in the fall at Berg, which is a competition in Pittsburgh. The team got cocky, they weren't paying attention to details, and they weren't applying lessons of success they learned from Circle City. And it resulted in them not even placing at Berg 2017. Yeah. We really, like... It was like a change in a lot of things. These guys, like these younger guys, are now experienced. They're not just newbies, right? They're not like new people who are just on the team. Um, you had We did something that strayed away from what we completely said we weren't going to do last year. We got guest dancers that were like coming in the week before learning it. Uh, we weren't collaborative in our set design. Um, we were cocky. A little bit egotistical, meaning like we kind of like had this like, yo, we the fucking shit. We just came off circle. We're going to win this comp. We didn't really hold ourselves accountable for that one. I mean, the way that I saw it kind of was like after we we got off stage, we were feeling really good. Like, you know, we were confident in our set. We had that kind of mentality off from circle that like, you know, at first place that like, you know, we're, we're here to kill it. But the thing was, we didn't have that full preparedness after we watched it and everything like you know, I remember like me and Saab, like we would an we would an analyze and stuff, and like we personally thought that like, like maybe like the week after that we didn't deserve to place, just because of lack of general unison in our dancing. Like it was hype, the um, set was sick, individual dancing was sick, but we were kind of at that point where like everyone kind of did their own thing, like with small moves. Um, our style was still changing, like that was kind of a a shift in the style for the team and we had some people dancing kind of the old style some people dancing kind of the new style and those discrepancies they showed everyone was going through a lot of change and it compounded on that team uh, a lot of change was going on but when it really mattered we didn't we didn't emulate a team right and i can only say this as a coach right i wasn't a dancer um whatever i just did a share Fuck. yeah you you did a share in jeans I forgot to take Fire. them off. <laughs> forgot to take them off before I went on stage. It was that I completely forgot. To Dude, take that's them a off. sick job they're designed, man. Yeah, like did not prepare. There, so there right you go. Like, that's an example, right? Like forgot to take off my jeans under my chadra before I go on stage. <laughs> like, what, like what am I even thinking, right? Um, and even though it wasn't the greatest team performance, individually, it was a growing moment for everybody on the team, and it was a growing moment for the team. As as like, and we kind of took it that way. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I was fucking irate. There's a whole BTF thread you can look at how how pissed I was about the placings. Like I was really mad. Like, oh my god! Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta note that the AEG post. <laughs> like that, I was pretty pissed, man. Like I was like, yo, what the fuck, dude? And those jawdere aren't that heavy, okay? Because first no, not, they dance, not, first no. they dance them and they lift their legs up. So don't use that as excuse, AEG. Uh, next is yeah. Buckeye. Buckeye, I was there. Look at me. Oh, Umer danced with us. I was with you guys. I hated all of you. <laughs> it was shit. Uh, we'll, we'll be straightforward. It was a shit show. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, was I not. Fucking dis 
I it was a shit show. We we were, and this is, I'm, and I'm doing this for full transparency. We were not a solid team at that moment. Buckeye 2018. It, I'll, I'll go down yeah. on record saying this that it was the worst for Thiele performance in history ever. In history. And I, 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 I I'm so pissed that, that it's still on GTV to this day. Also, also, <laughs> Dude, I, I don't watch that video. I, know. I don't think I, I, I don't think I was involved at all at this for this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I came to the comp. I sat in the corner. Um, by the way, if you're ever trying to watch your team, don't sit from the corner because it's gonna look a lot more sloppy. So like, try to sit in the middle. But <laughs> anyways, I was sitting in the corner, and that already made shit look way worse. So like, I'm sitting there like. I haven't been like part of the team for a while and I, the performance starts and I just start like sweating. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, this is so bad. People are like bumping into each other. Like, people aren't jumping properly. And then I go back down and then like, you're supposed to like talk to the team. Like, Hey, OG, like, what did you think? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I really didn't know what to say. I was just like, yeah, it's pretty good. But like, uh, it's just like, that was a performance where we didn't have Fulman because we forgot the Fulman. <laughs> Mine and Durva's footmen were two different sizes. <laughs> Everyone looked. Uh, this, was, yeah. this was one of the first times where I think Surya was trying to like take lead a little bit, and like yeah. the night before, um, me, Sukraj, um, and I think our Simran. Uh, there was like a pre-party, so like we went there, and um, I got like a text or a phone call from like Surya, like Friday night. Because at this point in my mind, like it's like. I'm kind of, I just kind of stepped away or I wasn't really involved for this particular comp. And then like, you know, you get on Baramaji, I get a phone call from Surya or text and it's like, yo, uh, where are the phone bins? I don't know where they are or like some shit like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, dude, it's the day before the comp. <laughs> so, so I think the cool thing though, the cool thing, um, even though all this shit, dude, it was a, it was a testing point, man. Like, uh, it was a testing point for all of us. Uh, we personally all grew through that. Um, from that experience, but given all of that, all that shit that happened, um, we got second place still, which was, wait, <laughs> so I, no, please don't insert, don't watch that performance. <laughs> don't, don't, do don't not watch that. Do not watch that performance. Why did I get DDR first over Fertile? Is that your first question? Okay. So basically, and at the end of the day, you have to look at this rubric. This rubric was heavily, heavily focused on overall dancing right is the best dancing team of the night ddr had the better dancers than i did even watch and delete that shit right now dude i did a month take before i got off stage i did a month take before i got off stage if you watch sob at the end you can see the exact moment where he gives up as he's going off he's like going off kicking off stage and then you just like oh well shit and then he just like prays to the audience and dips out that performance i almost that performance i almost felt like how i felt after bruin 2016 we didn't place like that's how bad it was yeah so i mean i can get into that so we had that like sob was talking about that kind of cockiness going into berg and you would think that that was kind of checked but it was twice as bad for Buckeye. It was so, really bad. So <laughs> all of really us bad. kind of had this that this mentality that we were kind of like an elite team now. And also for me, it was like I was slowly stepping in and actually becoming like a, kind of a captain and doing stuff. And, you know, there there became like power struggles and issues like, you know, like me and Saab yeah. got into it. I'm sure like we'll never forget that. Like when me and Saab had that argument because like. No, no. Tell me. 
No, like I mean, it, it was it was just like it was like small shit. Like he was pissed off Very that people weren't stuff. coming to practices, and then he was yelling at people, and then I was calling him out for yelling at people, and then I was you know, and it was like to the point where we just I I stopped having that general like civility between between like all the captains and it, it just got very like frustrating and and, and it, it got it was the first time that i've actually like had a legitimate argument that made me not want to dance you know and i yeah, and the, the, just, the reason yeah. that you know it really helped me grow was because after buckeye like first of all the competition was shit second of all we didn't have foam in the night for third of all the the day after the comp i couldn't we couldn't find any of the props or anything right we couldn't find the props. We couldn't find the Vardy bag or something. Someone left oh, it somewhere. Shit, I remember and, this now. And oh, yeah. it, it just really put into perspective that if I'm going to be handling things, like, I got to get my shit together. And, and like, there's, it's not going to help anyone if there's, you know, conflict within the captains. And it's not going to help anyone. And, like, it just, like, it, it showed me exactly what I don't want the team to be. <laughs> Like, exactly what I don't want the team to be. And it really helped us improve for MCB, for sure. MCB, Motor City Bhangra, is a more traditional Bhangra competition in Detroit, Fertile's hometown. They've competed at MCB multiple times before and have come up short, unable to win in front of their home crowd. After two lackluster performances, they needed to shape up for MCB. Sims actually stepped back and coached for that comp. Um, he, um, I'm actually giving a shout out to Sims. I probably should not have danced. Uh, I was not a dancing caliber, but Sims, um, talked to me. Sims and I had a talk and he let me dance for his spot. We had, we had more people wanting to dance than roster spots. And I think, um, one kind of being out of it for a while, um, I kind of had a different perspective, like. I was still part of the team, but it just wasn't like how much I was like back in the day. But I think I just, to me, it felt like I had two other guys who want to dance and me dancing, I'm going to take a spot away from them and I haven't been dancing. So at that point, I just felt like, you know, for, for them that like, this is a great opportunity and I think I can help in another way. And I think that that was the first time where like I had shifted to a mentality of like, Maybe I can help with coaching. And it wasn't maybe a full-on coaching that you would have like an Ustad make an entire set. But I think small things like making sure, um, you know, everyone's ready at practice, motivating everyone, getting everyone ready in the locker room, like cleaning things when they need to be cleaned. And I think that was something that I took pride in. And it was very cool to see how that turned out. I think, I think like, I mean, as much as you can say you had a minimal role, I actually think that you were one of the most important reasons that we won. Um, and that's because like, you know, Saab, you say you shouldn't have danced, but I think it worked out the exact way it was supposed to, because we came out back from Buckeye having a confused group of leaders that didn't really know their place. And then we had like, like a bunch of people really just not that motivated. And then we had a limited amount of time till this next comp and kind of Sims stepping back and taking over that coaching role. It made that team vibe change instantly we had Bro, i think we yeah. had what two weeks before mcb and those two weeks it of was, practice it was about a month it was about a month it about yeah a month. it was like it was like a few weeks yeah. but um those those weeks of practice were like circle out of out of nowhere out of nowhere and it, it was just because of like 
sometimes you you kind of need that outside person kind of making sure everything's running smoothly. Um, and especially when it comes to a comp like MCB, when it's like very execution based, um, it's it's hard for a coach or for a captain who's dancing to also make sure everything else is running smoothly in such a short time. Right. And I don't think we would have had that like cleanliness we had if it wasn't for Sims, you know, that uh, we and what story is talking about is we went back to our foundations. So when MCB came around. We were like, we made it a point, like we're not going to make this, any of the same mistakes that may have potentially happened in the past. We're going to follow this rubric to AT. Like that was the most tactical we've ever been with the comp. I think like ever. Bro, it's actually yeah. crazy how tactical we were. <laughs> we literally dissected that rubric. We, we made sure that nothing was too fancy choreo wise. We made sure everything was generally folk. We even made sure that there was no English lyrics or any anything but just Punjabi songs in the mix because that was something that they said they recommended would be more folk like we took every possible avenue we could to make sure we won this and I think that that's really what it was in the end of the day you have two really good performances what's going to differentiate it is the the set that is tailored to the comp and I think we we did that well yeah and to add on to that I think I brought what I had brought to the table was I had made mistakes before MCB 2014, even though we thought we should have placed, like we learned our lesson in terms of like what those judges wanted. So that plus them coming off of Buckeye, it was like the perfect mix of like, we knew exactly what we needed to do. We knew how to do these moves. We knew how these judges wanted to see the moves. We knew what MCB was about. And then we just all kind of just like came together. Everything you put into your set needs to have a purpose. So just let's and let's and that applies to MCB, even a full competition. So when we came out with that jugani, right? Where we're coming from side stage, you know what we're doing, our purpose and intent behind that. This is our ability to execute our more day, to show we understand dole beats, we understand how to hit something while still innovating slightly, right? Being folk innovation. That was the whole point of that. Now our sub segment, right? The purpose of our sub segment is we're gonna under we're gonna show how we can play this instrument to the beats while executing folk esque formations, right? Then post that we do we do kunda. We're gonna execute this tamal and show how we can do tamal with the kunda, and then how we can hit a proper drop on a throda. Like we had this vision and these thoughts, right? Everything that you do has a purpose behind it, and it has an impact. And then it's the direction and the vision. Now, all those purpose and directions, they add upon each other. That's what it's supposed to be. Examples of the set are like first day this year. Do you want to talk about those sets? But we, you know, we can get into a whole discussion about that. But that's the kind of approach we use for MCV and the approach we now use whenever we had a, a great performance. Whenever we don't have a good performance, it's either random shit being tossed together. It's not done in time. Or it's one person trying to do everything. Right? That doesn't work either. Um, or it's, uh, just like, it's pretty much those two things. Actually, it's either random shit being tossed together or one person trying to like make a whole set. And then it's just like a mess, right? Cause you don't, it's not a collaborative effort. You go and re-listen to that Fatila first place again, that Gary announcing us because it was, it was just a combination of, we did the things with our team's culture and we won. And it was, uh. It was a very good experience overall. It's me great joy to announce this one. 
could be. Could be necessary. And then, the day after winning MCB, they announced the start of their academy, Detroit Folk Arts, DFA. With starting an academy, Saab and weren't able to maintain focus on running the team and the academy. So they also had to struggle with loosening the reins and letting Surya and Arun take over. Oh yeah. Huh. Oh yeah, literally. So we planned so we planned that actually. <laughs> I think that was the the idea. And what we Simsal and I talked about it and I don't know who had the idea. We were like, what if we win first at MCB? And the next day, we announced that we're doing an academy to kind of cement ourselves as Detroit's team. That was our kind of our thought, our marketing thought behind that. And so it happened. And that's what we did. <laughs> and I truly think the idea for me where it sparked was um, when these new, the new generation of Fertile came in 2016, I really enjoyed that mentorship aspect, kind of teaching them what I learned, the ropes, the mistakes I made, the successes I had. And there was just something in seeing that, what Suri was talking about, that three, two, one, or that four to three to one, to seeing that go from a third place to a second place to a first place, that progression, them getting better, becoming smarter dancers, that I just fell in love with that process where like being to do that with somebody, whether in middle school or high school or even younger, to teach what I have learned over the years, um, or we have learned as a collective whole, um, was something that just stuck with me, and I was like, I, I want to be, I want to be able to do that. I want to continue to do that. It's awesome, man. Like watching Surya groom, watching the younger guys, um, seeing how they grew as dancers. Like that's something that's like, I'm unable to describe the feeling of it, but it really motivated me that hey, like maybe we can do this on a bigger scale. Like we can be. I can use what I've learned in Pangara and spread that across Michigan and, and you know, through our system, we can bring that next generation. Uh, it wasn't easy, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of hiccups in the process, learning each other as not just now captains, but now we're academy owners together. There's more, a lot, there's a lot more that happens behind there. We started with one kid who came into the door. Um, and we're not the biggest Bangladesh Academy in the world. We're not, we're not huge. We don't have thousands of students, but that whole, we always go back to that statement and that mission that we enabled for these younger guys for Bangladesh, this be the, be the best place they can learn Bangladesh. And that's what became our vision for DFA, the best place you can learn Bangladesh. Thank so from at that point in my time, I was in grad school, 2018. Um, so I was just really busy with that. I don't think I worried too much about how the team was going. I think the academy being there for sure, like pulled us in different directions, like the older guys. But one thing that I always knew was like, Saab truly never lets go. Like he, like he just cares too much. Um, you know, sometimes it gets to be too much, but like I knew if I stepped away that like I, I had confidence that like if I stepped away, like even if shit might get a little rocky, even if there might be some like disagreements, like I was confident like these guys could pull like something off. I, did, I was okay with actually 
um, at that point, letting things go a little bit. It's kind of funny. So I kind of stayed involved um, up until about August of that year. August of 2018, I stayed involved. Um, however, there comes a time when there comes a time when you're like, I feel like me being here is hindering their growth. And I was like, there's other ways that I can help the team. The other way to help the team was going to growing DFA. And we can get this again to later how this is now helping the team now. And you, we, there's a very tangible impact. I was like, there's a way that I can help the team, but I don't think it's going to be captaining for DFA for this year. And I was like, these like Arden has been dancing for what, like 10 years now, right? He has he is knows what he's doing. Like I had no hesitation because of that. Like I, you got to have that trust, right? I mean, you are gonna have a little bit of hesitation, right? Like Sims kind of mentioned, like when I see something go wrong, <laughs> let's like, be real. There was some hesitation. There was some some hesitation, and I definitely expressed that and voiced that. But at the same time, I realized that it was hard, and I was like, no, no, I got. I get, there's a different way that I can help this group, and this is how I'm going to do it. And now we move into the 2018-2019 season, where Arun and Surya are now the captains of Furtile. The two competitions Surya refers to are Mela, when they go 16, and the Championships of Pangara, which was in April 2019. Um, that was the first season where I, I genuinely thought like we all danced as a unit and we all were on the same team with the same style. Um, it was a, it was a really big learning curve for us to get out that dancer discrepancy that we had. Um, if you watch like T.2014, uh, you know, Boston 2014, um, that period of Fertile was one of the most golden. I think it was because they all kind of like really found their unison. Like everyone danced the same. Everyone just generally, if you take any move, you'll see them do it the same way. Right. And I think we developed that that year. But at the same time, it came with, uh, you know, like fallbacks at the same time because we also kind of got a little complacent that year and we started, like, as the year went on, we were on this downward trend of preparedness. Like, it was like Berg, we were kind of ready. And then Buckeye, Buckeye, okay, Buckeye something else. It came together really well, but we weren't that prepared compared to Berg. And then um, Champs, wow we changed the set like two weeks before the comp our first run through was i think the night before um and then bruin even more or less prepared because we had to change the entire set you have to find that balance um when you're when you're getting to that point in your team where everyone's kind of dancing the same and everyone has that general cleanliness you can't be caught off guard you should still you know stay on your guard because it's very easy for people to stop caring because they think they're just going to show up on stage and mm -hmm. that's kind of what happened but at the same what, what time you, what do you mean by that um like like, you, like for example right like, like yeah. if i'm if i'm at a point where my dancing is just generally clean enough to stand to blend in i'm not going to do a run through or send in that many videos or or i'm not going to smile or do all my jumps or batka until a run through that actually counts and that was just the general kind of thing going around a lot of people were doing that going 16 is something that we haven't been able to do often recently we started doing it again but it's like um we've always had like this core group of like 12 whatever and then like a couple 
reserve dancers trying to build their way into it. But And Buckeye was the first comp where I, I really was just like, yo, like, we got to get these guys to dance. Like, I'm not going to cut it off at 12. Like, we got to go 16. Um, if we don't, If we don't let these guys dance right now, they might not dance anytime soon in the next couple of years. And then, like, if you're trying to get new people in, sometimes it just takes, like, a, a comp. Like, one comp. Like, just putting that pressure on you to really solidify that, like, stage preparedness. And, you know, I gave that opportunity to those bottom four. It was really stressful. The week before, I was regretting it <laughs> because we had, like, a shitty run-through. And I was like, yo, should we just have gone 12? But it really snapped. Like, we, we really like showed up on stage. Everyone showed up on stage. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, uh, after Buckeye, there was a, a kind of a weird drop off in dancers. So we had to kind of like scavenge for a 12. We had like 10 and then we had to like convince two more people to dance. That delayed us a bit. And then we started, you know, Head first, started making a set, and we really rushed it. Ended up making a pretty mediocre set, and we were like, yo, none of us want to put this on stage. So, two weeks before the comp, Udden's like, we're changing the whole set. And then, <laughs> we did it. So, I think that one week, me and Udden just choreoed every day. And we made a segment every day. But for some reason, like shit just worked way better then <laughs> even though we were still rushed that like you know that kind of pressure like we ended up making pretty solid choreo um but at the end of the day still we uh, we didn't make the right set we made a good set we didn't make the right set hey i i that that performance should have placed i wasn't there i didn't have anything to do with the set design um i made like once i made like one segment of formations or something like that uh, that's like that's that should have placed bruin was a very interesting experience because like, Umar, you were just talking about how, like, a Bruin set is, like, it takes a different kind of dedication, and it's, like, it's just a lot more work to do it than a normal set. For some reason, we did not think about that pressure at all. <laughs> like, like Sims, like, you don't think, like, we didn't treat it that way. We kind of just were like, yo, we have a month until Bruin, and our champ set didn't work. We got to make something. And, yeah. and we did our best to make a Bruin set. Like, I, I, I truly thought that what we had was a Bruin set. And I, I think the reason that it turned out the way it did was we were, I mean, I, I kind of like uh, guided the set vision and the way that I was going for is I was looking at SPD, every gimmick they did related to the dancing. And it was kind of one of those Bruin performances where the set didn't rely on the gimmicks. The gimmicks complemented the folk dancing, right? So I wanted to do a set that didn't, wasn't, you know, taken over by the gimmicks, but I had gimmicks that complement it. But, you know, me not having that Bruin experience, that's really not the way to do it. Um, it's really not. And going there, finding out that... Didn't, um, weren't we told at the judges meeting after that, like, yeah, you guys shouldn't have made a set like SPD because we changed the rubric totally this year. Yeah, I don't even know. And then, um, yeah, like there was that whole thing about a theme right? That we didn't have a theme. A theme is something that I've never really heard is required for Bruin. <laughs> so, and I think it kind of just worked against us because I think every other team did kind of have a theme. It was like theme year at Bruin this year. I don't even know. It was like everyone kind of had that. And since we didn't, 
we just kind of stood out like that, and it gave them that excuse to call us a not not a Bruin set. The first thing to understand about Fertile not placing is to understand Bruin and the concept of wow factors and memorability outside of the realm of just Bungarda. Because Fertile was top two in terms of choreographical Bungarda, but that's only 20 points of their rubric. The memorability, the creativity, and the overall wow factors is a huge chunk of that rubric that makes Bruin Bruin, right? That gives you Bruin its unique place in our circuit. And in those specific categories, Fertile did not hang with GGW, with Van City, and with Fodge. And ultimately, two of six judges wanted them to be in third place, but two of six is not going to get you into third place. This year was kind of the perfect storm of everything. Um, it was like I was directly taking what we did wrong and what we did right in the last couple of years and just making a formula for success. Um, we, first of all, ECS and Modge, we had our sets done, I think, at least two through two weeks at, at, at least before the comps. And, and we had at least 15 people, 14, 15 people at every practice. It was like, we, we were all just such good friends at that point. Me and Saab, after working together for so many years on and off, having successful things, having unsuccessful things, having arguments, having things we agreed with, we, me and Saab just knew exactly how to work with each other. The, the one thing that sums it all up was chemistry. Um, our team had just insane chemistry this year. Um, and I, I really felt like everyone was a family. That goes such a long way. It really does. Uh, yeah, I can talk about this year. This is the year I have not had this much fun doing Pangra in a really long time. That's what describes this year. And what Surya just said is like, there's, I mean, we had guys who were like 14 years old on the team that were putting on stage. And at the same time, you know, you have like Sims and I are dancing and we're like 25. <laughs> like, you have like stuff like that going on. And um, honestly, it was just like a, I, we could just talk about this year and how much fun it's been and all the, the great stuff and everything that's been going on. Um, but it was, a, it was like, it's just like, it was a chemistry, understanding, mutual respect. And like, you know when I, so when you know, I did that mailbag podcast and I was talking about all that stuff, that was this year for Fatila. Everything that was done right with like a team, the amount of trust that you have. And you know that thing they say, you can't teach old dogs new tricks. That's all complete bullshit. You can only, like, I'm telling you, I learned so much personally about how to be a better leader by working with Surya. Even though this guy is like, you know, even though he's much younger than me or working with Sims and I've been working with him for, and we've been working together for so long, you learn so much more. And that, and if you're, if you're someone who's older, if you're willing to do that, you can, it's, you can have this type of team chemistry. It, it was cool seeing another group of young guys come on the team because it's like, for me, it's like directly being on the other side. Like, cause coming on this team as a new guy was such like as a young like dude who really didn't like know much about just like college and like parties just general social interaction stuff like that right it it was it was a really cool opportunity just being able to meet all these guys and like the the amount of like impacts that all these guys have had on my life it's insane and the fact that like now i can like you know teach manraj and Arya and all these young guys like 
you know, the way that I dealt with problems in my life and like the way that I grew as a dancer. It's dope. Like just. Uh, no, um, we sat on a Zoom call. So um, as a team, as a unit recently, this was being recorded on January 16th. Or sorry, not January. It's, yeah, it's being recorded on June 16th. We recently had a Zoom call. And in that Zoom call, we were like a all 50 lit call. We had 27 people in that call. OGs in there. We had new guys, and we had like people from who joined in 2016. That was amazing to see, and uh, that was a moment right there, which was kind of just a point of reflection. It's kind of just stood there for a little bit, and like, wow, this is this is amazing, and I can't name another team like this. There's none. There's not a single team that's like this, um, and that where we have age ranges of like 13 year olds, 14 year olds, and you got like 25 year olds, like a brotherhood, and for the future. What Surya just said is what is going to keep us going. It's what it's like our MO. It's what drives us to get out of bed or to get out of our asses, get out of our seats when we're studying and be like, start doing Bangladesh that stuff and why we all keep doing it. And this future, Federation of is not going to hold back anyways. We're going to take every single piece that we've learned over the past 11 years of its history, of the team's history, and mold that into something that no one's ever going to forget. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Bangarda Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser, as that really helps others find the podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of them at the Bangarda Pod. If you want to know what else is going on in the podcast world, sign up for our newsletter and join our Discord server to get exclusive content you won't get anywhere else. There will be links to all of those in the show notes.